Good morning. We have been studying the book of Daniel. And those of you who are tuned out to RBM or perhaps friends overseas and here in, in the state of Georgia and throughout the United States, <clears throat> we want to welcome you. This is a very important chapter. It applies to events of today. Daniel chapter 6 is written in, uh, uh, in Hebrew. The middle of this chapter, 6, 7, and 8 or so, uh, it's written in, uh, uh, in Aramaic. And then Hebrew takes the final chapters. And uh, the person here is a young man that was deported from Judah under the army of Nebuchadnezzar. There were three of them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, of course, uh, Daniel is uh, the focal point of this because Daniel begins to uh, understand what God is speaking through him to the life of others. So verse 1 on chapter 6 says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom a hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Nebuchadnezzar ruled totally different. He was the central point. But <clears throat> Darius, which came uh, after the Medo Empire in the Persian Empire, which was the son of Nebuchadnezzar, called Belchizer. So now you're talking about a, 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 a king in uh, his relationship with God and with Daniel. His relationship with a lost nation, already judged of the Lord in the first dream of Nebuchadnezzar, uh, that the Roman army would come. And out of that environment, in the years past that, the great beast would come out of the turbulent sea. And out of that would become a little horn. It is the Antichrist. And so, in understanding this, let's take a look at the essential points of this study this morning. And then... We move into the application. Amen? Okay, here it is. So Daniel was preferred above princes and kingdoms and pre presidents because an excellent spirit was in him. An <clears throat> excellent spirit simply means that uh, he, he knew how to relate to others. He knew how to forgive. He knew how to rise above the order of the day, and fulfill the plan of God instead of trying to pull up his agenda. That's what an excellent spirit means. And of course, the king start to set up, set him over the whole realm. I would too. Now the presidents and princes sought an occasion uh, to, to against Daniel concerning the kingdom. See, Daniel had a lot of power. And the idea here is to take the power from these men. And so those <coughs> 120 princes, excuse me, 120 princes, and all of these leaders came together and said, we got we to, this Jewish man is above us, and we have to do something here to intervene. And so they asked the king that a statue be assigned to where during 30 days no one will, will pray or worship 
anything except you, O king. King, live forever. And of course, Darius in this moment had a weak event in his life because he thought it would be good and sufficient to please the gods. Now, their gods are not the god of Daniel, but he thought they could please their gods. And of course, he signed the decree. And of course, the Medes uh, were strong in this situation. As a matter of fact, the Medes overpowered the, the Persians later on in the Grecian Empire, which precedes the Roman Empire, which brought Jesus to the cross of Calvary. He couldn't understand why in the world <coughs> uh, <coughs> I did what I did. Because if you look carefully on chapter 6, verse 5, it says, Then said these men, We shall not find an occasion against Daniel, except if we find it against him concerning the law of his God. If we can't come up with something against his God, then we can win. <clears throat> you see, the story continues that he had no choice. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, and he went to his house, and his window being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and thanks God to God as did before times. So, so when he hears the decree, he goes to his knees. That's the position of every Christian, every person that is battling uh, uh, anything against your life. Amen. You just don't talk. You don't do politics. You simply turn your knees to God, bow down in the middle of the morning. Remember that verse that I easily decode and use it a lot, Lamentations 2.19? It says, Arise, cry out in the middle of the night at the beginning of every watch. It doesn't tell you to uh, go and cause everybody to pray with you. It doesn't call you to somehow uh, uh, go talk to your mother, ask her opinion, her father and her brother and her sister. You don't uh, go around trying to collect ideas. You go to God. And that's exactly what Daniel is. But those princes had spies. And they came shortly after that and they caught Daniel worshiping the God of Jacob, the God of Israel. As according to Daniel, he called him the Ancient of Days. And so you have a situation where it's just like a trap. And so when the king heard this accusation, that Daniel was worshiping his God when he was supposed to, when he heard these words, was sore displeased in himself and set his heart to deliver Daniel. Matter of fact, he spent all night Asking, asking God, have mercy. You see, Darius, there's a suspicion here that Darius was married to Esther. The book of Esther. So Darius had some type of spiritual formation to understand that the situation now is critical. And so he began to find ways. If you look at, uh, he labored Till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Is there a clause? Is there a pattern? <clears throat> when the decree is set against you, 
You are supposed to bow your knees and spend time with the Lord until God handles everything. The idea here is to simply let you know that the king was aware that he made a mistake. He actually was trying to deliver Daniel from the lion's den. Life can be so good. Life can be so powerful. If we simply take our hands out of our control manipulation and turn to God to see what He really wants to do. When you have your agenda already set in stone and then you just go pray, you're wasting your time. You simply don't, can't have an agenda. You can't have presupposed ideas. You can't have uh, 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 situations that you memorize the answer. You can't have what you want in your intellect. You pray to God. If you pray to God and you bow before Him, give Him time and He will solve the problem. So let's take a look. <clears throat> then the king commanded, they brought Daniel, cast him in the den of lions. Now the king spoke and said unto Daniel, Your God whom you serve continuously, He will deliver you. Your God will deliver you. Not my God deliver you, but your God. Notice that Darius is just out of the picture. He's just, his faith is not strong enough. He doesn't have a set belief. He's simply <laughs> defeated in that sense. Then the king went to his palace, passed the night fasting, neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. So he's up and awake walking around the palace. You know, you can see that tall Darius, robes, of silk and purple and, and, and beautiful colors all hanging from his neck as he carries all that silk walking around the palace just asking, what can we do for it? I can't sleep. In the morning, the king arose very early. I'd say about four o'clock in the morning. Cried with lamentable voice unto Daniel. What do you mean lamentable voice? Oh, Daniel, please, Daniel. Oh, Daniel, have mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. He is crying out. And he simply said, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is your God whom you serve continued able to deliver you from the lions? You know, uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but a hungry lion, it's, it's ferocious. Samson killed a lion with his bare hands. A lion is a respected animal in the kingdom. And Africa is the number one attraction. Elephants in, in, in leopards uh, and in lions. When you look at the Bible, you're going to find names like the Lion of Judah referring to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And so, uh, he, he is lamenting because he wanted to know uh, uh, some type of information to solve the problem. Then Daniel said unto the king, from the lion's den. I mean, here's Daniel talking now after spending the night with uh, some big lions. He said this, O king, live forever. My God, my God, has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him 
his innocence was found in me, and also before you, O king, I have done nothing wrong. In other words, the lions came, he came into the lions, the angel of God shut the mouth of the lions, and David says, I have not done nothing wrong against God, and I have nothing wrong against you. You see, sometimes the posture of dealing and solving a problem depends on your spiritual authority, who you are. By the way, spiritual authority, it's all over the scripture. Notice that after the king found out that Daniel was well, he called the 120 princes and all the guys <laughs> and threw a hundred. I mean, there was meat in the refrigerator of the lion's den for months to come. I mean, the, 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 accused, the king commanded that they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast them in the den of lions their children, their wives. The lion had mastery over them and broke all their bones in pieces. Or if ever they came to the bottom of the den. Meaning, he slaughtered two, two to three hundred people as, as, the, as, 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 as the lions had their day. So how can you have your day? Follow Daniel. Now I mentioned to you about spiritual authority. And I want to speak just a little bit about spiritual authority because it's very important. It's the core of this word. To me. Let me drink this little coffee if you don't mind. Now, let's begin with chapter 6, verse 1. Because it, it sets the pace to understand spiritual authority. Watch this. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and a hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. So, here you have a hundred and twenty princes fragmenting the authority in the kingdom from Darius. See, Darius delegated authority to those that he couldn't trust. Spiritual authority belongs to you. If you're the pastor of this church, you, 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 now you say, Rick, but spiritual authority makes it sounds like you are in charge, that you're, you're able, you're capable, you are lifted to the clouds, you are uh, uh, respected. Not really. Spiritual authority simply means you are responsible that when God wants to speak, you open your mouth and do it. That is why intimacy with God is so important. That is why prayer to God is so important. A man that had, does not have a prayer life is a defeated man because he makes wrong decisions. Darius should never, never, never delegate authority to 120 men. Notice that what they did was to turn David into a bad situation. The God of Abraham, God of Isaac had to send his angel to deliver Daniel. But this is caused by people that were jealous about a Jewish man of 80 years of age that was superior to them in the, in the intellect and in the, in the wisdom of God. And so spiritual authority, if you are a father, you have children, you are in charge of those children. And when God speaks for you to do something, you must do it. So Darius, instead of doing what Belshazzar did, or perhaps Nebuchadnezzar did on the Babylonian Empire. Darius simply thought to himself 
that the thing to do here is to is to give authority. Well, God gave authority to Nebuchadnezzar, and he uh, developed it. He uh, became well respected, and, and and through seven years of suffering, eating grass in the fields like animals and having claws, nails like claws, he finally came to his senses. When you look at Belshazzar, he came to his senses. He died because he used the temple utensils to glorify his orgy. So now you're talking about Darius. You're talking about the Greek empire here. And of course, one of the men who worked under that empire was Alexander the Great. Remember, he died at the age of 32, and his kingdom was divided into four. And so Darius is the headman. He's up there uh, uh, in Babylon, uh, old Babylon, dealing with all kinds of things. He simply begins to understand that giving authority to people who are not supposed to give authority causes a major problem. Don't you give authority to people uh, that you're not given authority to. You Spiritual authority is a benefit of the kingdom to bless those people that God tells you to bless and to, and to, and to break the curse and to stand for it and to become a vessel of honor uh, in that place. Spiritual authority is not something that makes me greater than you. It makes me responsible. I have to be ready to hear the Lord and to say what the Lord is trying to say to you. And so today, I'm hearing the Lord, and I'm saying to you that if you are spiritual authority of your house, you better take it. Biggest mistake Darius ever made. It cost him everything. So, if you look back into, into this scripture, Verse 8 is when the princes talk. And the princes say, Now, O king, establish a decree and sign the writing, that he be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which alters not. Now, it's, it's like you're trapped. You didn't do the right thing, and now you have to obey these very sophisticated, soft nails, soft hands. Defeated, egoistic, rebellious people. Oh, how difficult it is to be under somebody's authority that diminishes your call. How difficult it is to live under a situation that makes you lose your perspective in what God has called you to do. Oh, how difficult it is to live in somebody's agenda and not the agenda that God has for me in this place. Well, I, I tell you, I serve the Lord. Now, I do delegate authority. A lot of things in this ministry that I can't do. All I can do is to pray. All I can do is to hear the Lord. All I can do is to say what God tells me to say when I'm supposed to say. And as you do that, then everybody else involved will do their job. And God will honor everybody. And God will bless it and empower and renew. But when you are subjected to a bondage that you have no control of, then you begin paying the price. I wonder if you are subjected to that. Because if you are, you're going to be included in the plan of God uh, to be one of these days in a lion's den and there be no angel there to help you. And so, I don't know if you see this the king, no doubt, was perfectly agreeable with this 
especially considering that religion was somewhere a part of his life. He was a religious man. And when you talk about praying, and so and so the enemy now where in the Bible? At least one verse or two, it refers to the authority of the believer, spiritual authority. Well, when Jesus before uh, going into heaven and the ascension took place, in John chapter 16, verse 8, 9, and 10, and 11, he says this to the disciples. When the Holy Spirit has come, he'll convict the world of sin because they do not believe in me. Convict the world of righteousness because I go to my Father. Convict the world of judgment for the ruler is already judged. Meaning since Satan is already judged, and we're living the church age, you should have authority to reprimand anything that moves. But since we are not conscious of the needs of men, if our eyes are on another problem, on the finances, on how to pay this, on how to be here, then you begin to lose your direction, your purpose, as to what and who you are. And so without knowing who you are, then you have no spiritual authority. And this is what happened. Uh, He had to just climb and lament and cry so God would have mercy on what happened to his best servant are you in a place in your house that is surrounded by things that defile the presence of God I remember I was at the Holiday Inn in Athens Georgia when we began the Rekindle the Flame Conference it's been close to 40 years and I remember that, uh, that after the meeting was over a man came uh, to be and ask for prayer. I don't remember his name, but he was from South Georgia, and he uh, he had a gym, an exercise gym, and he uh, was a very strong, short man, full of muscles. I remember that. And he came to the holiday, and everybody left, so he came and asked me for prayer. And he told me that he had been sick a lot, that he had no spiritual life whatsoever. He spent a, a couple months with another ministry and nothing had, had happened. And so before he went, he wanted to sit down and talk to me. And so I began to pray for him. Now, what I'm going to tell you, you're not going to believe this, and I, and, and I don't blame you for not, but if, I, if, 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 I, if I'm lying, God be my judge and throw me in the lion's den if I'm lying to you. When I begin to pray, water come out of his eyes in such an extent that it soaked the carpet around me. I could sense that I was stepping on water. It was a lot of water out of his eyes, maybe five, six gallons of water. And I'm, I'm walking around him, and water is everywhere. After that was over, nobody was there, and I'm just saying, God, sometimes I feel so lonely that I cannot understand what you're saying. The Lord said, look at his neck. And I took out of his neck a pouch, a large pouch about this big, filled with dirt. In my study of witchcraft, Indian witchcraft from, from, from uh, Oklahoma, that I, I spent several months there, I knew that that was the land, the dirt, served and idolized to other gods besides the God of Israel. And so I broke it out. The water, the water stopped. And he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Now, You see, spiritual authority brings you into facts and events and situations 
that are very difficult to understand. I have a lot of stories that I don't quite remember constantly, but uh, in a moment of uh, rest and peace, I begin to remember them. And people who travel with me, serve the Lord with me in the years that I have served, uh, uh, would have to be a witness to what God had do- has done in a mighty way. I went to Suisse de Fora with a group of about 30 pastors. And the church was packed. It was not covered day. It was not covered anymore. They were sitting on top of each other. And on my right side of the pulpit, there was a large black piano. On the other side of that black piano was a woman that uh, would not stop trembling and shaking and moving like she was being electrocuted. And the group of pastors came to her and they all knelt around her. And of course, I'm preaching. The noise is happening. Somebody's on the floor. I'm preaching away. People are crying here. It's just like a mess. When God comes in, He really breaks the liturgy and makes a mess of the whole place. Wonderful, holy mess. Well, I spoke, and the Lord spoke to me. Go tell them not to kneel in front of that situation. And so I I said, ladies and gentlemen, let me stop my preaching for a minute. You begin lifting your hands. Let's stand and pray a little bit. And I went to the pastors, and I told them, when you kneel in the presence of something like this, you are subjecting yourself in your spiritual authority against this situation, this evil, this, this demon. It's, not, it's questionable. And they stood up and began to speak. And as a moment's notice, as I left, the girl came to her senses, was completely delivered. Spiritual authority is not something that you wear as a proud badge of a Boy Scout, so to speak, that you have gone through the trills I don't have any special badges. I don't have any idea. I don't remember all of these things. Many of these things are buried in my mind, in my subconscious for 50 years. But I can tell you this. Spiritual authority allows you to go deeper in ministry and bless God more than anybody else. Did the King Darius have spiritual authority? No. He, he, he delegated all his authority to everybody else. The 130 princes took over and exercised their authority. And by doing that, they persecuted Daniel. And they ended up in the lion's den. I want you to hear this. Because we live in a time in America today where nobody wants to talk about what they believe. Nobody wants to say, what's going on with my faith? Nobody wants to step forward. Well, RBM steps forward. And because this is America. Because the freedom of God resides in us. I will speak until I die. That the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is the answer for America. As the ten nations are coming together in in the old Roman Empire called the Soviet Union. and, And Iraq, Iran, and Syria. There will be ten nations. And those ten nations will be overwhelmed by, by, by a little horn, the Antichrist. And that little horn will grow in wisdom and knowledge and skills that you never heard of, doing miracles, signs and wonders. And it only be stopped when the Son of God shows up in the clouds of glory. 
<coughs> it will be defeated. Let me ask you this. Where is your spiritual authority? Have you submitted to God? Have you received it in you? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak, God, that my brother and my sister receive right now your anointing to say no in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, for my brother and sister that are listening to me all over the world, that the power of the Holy Spirit of God will come upon you. I speak against every weakness, every voice, everything that causes you to be isolated, to be brought down to nothing, to lose your family, your children. I come against it in the name of Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, I set you free to be the vessel of honor of God in His hands. And as you continue your ministry in your house, in your church, and you hear God clearly, you will say in the name of Jesus, Satan, you have no authority against this situation, against the church of the living God, Jesus Christ, and no weapons will form against the... And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I want you to receive this prayer. By the way, I want you to know that our email address is rbm at laterain, L-A-T-T-E, L-A-T-T-E, in the word rain, laterain, together, dot com. Our telephone number is 706-353-1546. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make His face to shine upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty holy name, I pray and I believe that those who touch the screen of their uh, monitor right now, be healed, be delivered, be set free. Amen. Quero ser um testemunho, remove o erro.